great to be here. I came to the first one and I've been to all the other six. For those who don't know, Radio Hotmap, thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical uh, um, uh, technical goodies. Radio Hotmap. Hot, 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 oh, cheers, Viewers and welcome to Radio Hot Lap episode 260 socks. You're right there, JP. I didn't think you were going to go straight into it. I thought I'd just have a last chip. It's at a preamble chip. Mm. <laughs> that that lighthearted Radio Hot Lap, that lighthearted and zany podcast that takes a look at chips, crunching, occasional mm. motorsport, virtually none at all now. Um, <laughs> no barbecues. No barbecues and no technology. In fact, I don't even know why we do a show. But you'll have a bit of fun. And, you know, today I've got a particularly excellent deal for all of you because you can either hop in or miss out. This Easter weekend, Thursday the 17th and Saturday the 19th of April, everything in JP store is available. 5 to 50% off. However, it's only about items in stock. No rain checks and excludes edgy pricing. That means Mark Horsburgh can't get anything. What the, the hell thing. are rain checks? Is it something to do with weather? No. What is a rain check, Johnny? A rain check's when and you... Good evening. Good evening, Johnny. A rain <laughs> check's when you go to buy something that's on sale and they haven't got it in stock and they say they'll get it in for you. Uh-huh. But you still get it at the sale price. But if you come into our store and you want something that's on sale, and we've just sold the last one at the cheap price, you can get fucked because you're not going to get it at the cheap price. You have to wait till it comes look, back in stock. This is a family show. And, yeah, it's a family show. Like yeah, that, sure. <laughs> bring Steve Jobs out of his grave <laughs> and puts his halo on and gives us that's a grief right. over it. Well, he would do. So there you go. So that's the rain check. So but, not but, accepting them. But what, what what connection with rain has it got? Haven't got a clue. You, you it's an need Americanism. to research that. It's Americanism. There's there's but aha, uh-huh. but you're using it here. I mean, have they go at the have they go at the fine detail? It's like nine eight point in six ten, point probably six point in ten <laughs> ten percent grey. Mm-hmm. Popping on me sound. What about a kangaroo? Do you just like no, that? No, no, no. Oscar Pistorius. Oh, look, that's that's just you're you're in the lowball mode tonight because you're up <laughs> the lowball mode. Yeah, after Barry O'Farrell's <laughs> 1959 wine, yeah. you're really like you, you're on it tonight. You're, you're snapping, snapping. G'day, viewers. <laughs> Lovely to be here, you, and I'm having a Peronian or Lagera. Thank you very much. Super what are you drinking, Johnny? Actually, I started off having a glass of the Taylor's Promised Land Shiraz. Which you purchased. Which I purchased. And then you immediately jumped to the kangaroo of the road that I purchased. Yeah, quite so, because I, I noticed, Japes, that uh, coming back Not from... So much the, of the Japes. Coming back from Germany, mm. there's much more sugar in these wines here. And, and way more sugar bombs. Sugar bombs. I just noticed that straight away. And I look, ooh, my palate is much more now akin to. Um, actually, I really, I really enjoyed having like Chilean and, and Spanish right. wines. Yep. Because they're just lighter. No, I think we've had this conversation we before have. on episode um, fifty-six A part and two hundred three. Uh, that where we determined that uh, lighter wines are yes. more uh, are, are better for you and, and less obnoxious for me. Less obnoxious for you. Or make me less obnoxious. Based on the amount that you drink, of course. But 
That's how the Europeans manage to have a red wine at lunch. Well, of course it is, because they're only they're only drinking wines that are about eight to uh, eight to nine percent. No, I look at that; they're about eleven percent. Oh, well, but some they are don't up to have 11. all the carbon fibre streams and, and fish half. guts. Mm. If WB and Mark II's in the other room, we'll yeah, get we'll him in and talk about finishing products we later. Mm. Good idea. So how was the trip anyway? Arduous. Arduous. In terms of travel, yes. Yeah. Two weeks in Germany. Um, I would have liked And Holland. You went to Holland too. I did go to Holland. Yeah, yeah. I did go to Holland. And, and I was walking down the street because I actually needed an ATM. And I didn't realise that Zandvoort is absolutely immediately on the coast yep. of, well, the North Sea. That's right. And it's only about five minutes down the road. So and that's why the wind blows Dan- the sand all over the track. <laughs> like Wanneroo. That's uh, it. Yellow. But it's, uh, it's very hard to see the track in that it's got sand dunes everywhere, so there, you, everything's hidden. But it's a great track. It needs a bit of a, you know, a lick of paint. But yep. it's got some character, and as we know, that Formula One was there um, yes. in the unsafe days. But you go outside of the track and walk up 100 metres, and there is the coast. Mm-hmm. And you can walk, you walk along the beachfront there. We were staying at a hotel very close. And you walk along to the Paradise Hotel, which is incorrectly named. <laughs> I was just going to ask you whether that was a good name or not. <laughs> and then I found myself in the centre of Zandvoort and down the little alleyway and I finally found an ATM. Um, although I, I, I had to get some advice um, and it was actually probably more helpful than the advice I would have got from a person of the same name in this part of the world who's a photographer because the... the, um, uh, the uh, and I might even be able to have... I've got something here for you to see. Right. He's got the rummage in his bag, viewers. Oh, now, now, the bag's another story, which we will yeah, touch that, on that, later on. Then I had to go to the supermarket to get some advice, but which wasn't really for coming. <laughs> the Dirk Kleinsmith bag, red with white lettering, no doubt. I'm sure he'll love that when you give it to him, I'm, and I'm sure you'll present it to him at some stage. <laughs> Instead of a cheque. <laughs> yeah. like anyway, the supermarket because does that make him a dirt bag? Dirt diggler, dirt bag, <laughs> dirt oh, bag. Very good, James. <laughs> uh, James, good boy. Um, and then I found this little. Um, actually, I was, I was also going on search of Wi-Fi, right? Because it was an epic fail, pretty much everywhere you go. In fact, Europe is a fail with with Wi-Fi. Um, and, uh, and I went down the road there and it was, um, it was absolutely lovely. Other yeah. than the, the President Hotel. <laughs> I don't know why I was telling you this whole story. I've digressed. But then, yeah. you know, there's nothing to do with motorsport here. No. But which is go. what we're trying to keep consistent with. Well, that's right. But so, so how was the motorsport at Zandvoort? <laughs> at Sandvoort. <laughs> the Zandvoort. It was, look, it was good. I liked it. We were only there for testing for one day. Um, but I, I disappeared off, yeah, cleverly, down to, um, uh, as I said, the waterfront right there. Yep. Um, and it's not a, the North Sea doesn't have, like, rolling in surf, but what they do have is surf clubs and bars all the way down the beach. So oh, I found... Because they, like they do like a beer. <laughs> a beverage. <laughs> and I, so I did find, I did find my, um, myself a, a nice spot there. Right. Yep. Which I could get back to the track in 15 minutes, so I wasn't <laughs> noticed. <laughs> wasn't noticed, even though we were testing all day. And um, but uh, and of course, then I found a bit of a coffee shop. <laughs> One of those Dutch coffee shops. <laughs> right. That was the perfect way to get me back on the computer and writing some creativity. Right. Yeah, it would be too. Mm. And um, yeah, it was uh, Dutchy. Yeah, left foot. What's that? What's that? <laughs> left foot. <laughs> I can't believe it. I don't know. Can't be dealing with that. So a luxurious, very quite, not, quite nice. But um, uh, so then, where did you go in Germany? No pickled herrings. Now I was unhappy about that. Yeah, that's very unusual. Actually, I, I was, I was, especially at the seaside. I would have thought you would have. There would have been pickled one, herrings one, everywhere. One would have thought there was roll mops. No less. <laughs> Had to buy a jar in Germany. Mm. What about the chips? The nice chips in the cone-shaped thing with the um, no. mayonnaise saucy stuff on top. No, none of that either. 
I have to say that there was no food on the trip that stands out other than what I cooked. Right. Oh, and I did cook up a bit of a storm for Dominic Farnbarsha mm-hmm. and Nathan. Right. And and did Dominic and Nathan like it? They did. They liked right. it. And what was it? I cooked up a roast chicken on the barbecue one night and a couple of and a couple of very big sirloins mm-hmm. and salad and the stuff we would yeah. do here, but yeah. do you reckon you could find a decent sirloin with a bone in it. <laughs> Get hey, I was, You're in I, Europe. <laughs> I was I was a hundred percent guaranteed a shag from the, the the blonde behind the. But she said, "Look, I can't do I can't do a bone, but I'll, I'll go for a boner." <laughs> <laughs> women are the women are fun over there. They are. I remember those days in Holland. Tell you anyway, acting gay, I ran off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I skipped off. Chuff. Well, we would have skipped off. We'd have been in that cafe drinking. And <laughs> no, that's, that's in Zandvoort. Zandvoort. So, so it was a successful trip. Successful. Nathan was happy. Absolutely. I think Good. he settled well into the car. Um, you know, and he, into the team. Yeah, yeah, very much so. The team made him feel very, very welcome. Um, and uh, got along like a house on fire with, with Dominic and why wouldn't you and also with Mario who's co-driver the other two um, uh, team members Swiss driver Philip Fromweller who is back for his second season uh, in, the car, in the second car, Car 6 um, and while well, I mentioned that thanks to Matthew Andrew at Panda for his effort in putting all the artwork to gear and together and da 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 um, that's just a little note coming in, viewers, from... Oh, oh well. What's that, going on now? That's a little note coming in from Benny Simonson, who ah, is... Um, the Benster. The Benster, who, this weekend... Oh, what a segue. What a segue. Uh, this weekend uh, teams up with Hector Lester, the, ah, of the co-driver of none other than the Ferrari 458... Rosso Verde car that uh, um, Alan Simonson drove in British GT, so it's his weekend there. And I'll just send him a quick message yes, to say good work. This mate. weekend is the kickoff of British GT. Yeah, no worries, mate. Uh, and um, and uh, European Le Mans kicks off this weekend too. Um. Not only that, but anyway, so Benny is off to do British GT at Ulton Park. Right. Much to the gnashing of teeth of H. <laughs> That's that right. <laughs> um, yes, ELMS does kick off at Silverstone, but also there is also the opening round of the World Endurance Championship where the Audi, Porsche and Toyota LMP1 cars go up head-to-head with Mark Webber. Of course. At the helm. Of course, of Alongside course. Alongside Brendan Hartley and I think Romain Dumas. Mm, yes, I think you're right. Now, I don't know about the other cars. Why um, Whatever. I probably got it wrong. But just in the last few days, there's been some consternation Ooh, at Audi boy. on the basis that they have reduced the fuel capacity of the diesel cars and also their ability to retain or re- regenerate energy over a single lap. Actually, it's, it's a little funny. I, I was watching this uh, doco um, on Daily Sports Car this morning, which I might like to <laughs> say for a very reasonable, reasonable. Pound, uh, 35 pounds per year, oh. you, you will be inundated with, uh, with many things of, of, of brilliant information about sports car racing. However, most of it's free these days. Oh. So dailysportscar.com, you'll find everything you want for an even more reasonable price. I think it's only fair. But um, they have, yeah, they've changed the rules just a week or so out, and that's that's a bit tricky. Mm, it is a bit nasty. When you think about it, it's how do you, when you've built a car around a format, and then you've got to go a smaller fuel tank. Obviously, you don't. I guess yeah. what you would do is you would put objects in the tank. That mm. would be my thinking. 
to yep. create the suitable displacement. Yep. And then Makes pull sense. weight out of it somewhere else. Yep. That, I, I guess that's that's how you do that. But there's been some there's some 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 uproar, and they're mm. they're not happy about that. Well, they wouldn't be that short a time out. It's you know, sort of <laughs> a bit rough, isn't it? But I I couldn't help but thinking a, a parallel between the fuel flow model that Formula One has been dictating this year and yep. in a very severe way in terms well, of... In terms you of cannot, how they're you cannot, jumping on top of it. That's right. You, mm. you cannot exceed more than 100 kilos, kilos. of fuel yep. per hour, I mm. think it is. Yeah. Is that right? Yep. Um, so, uh, and, and as you see, the appeal for... Daniel Ricardo has been overturned. Yep. Well, overturned, I mean. Mm. Is it overturned? Well, that's interesting. Uh, hang on, I'll just, while I'm on this track, Jacob, yeah. before I forget it, because you yeah. know me, I'm apt to forget it, or forget about motorsport completely, is that, <laughs> is that, um, look, the FIA had to keep their stance. You know, you can't have the teams telling the FIA. So it didn't really matter what they were what their argument was. Yeah. They go, listen, if we go yes to you, then it it up for everybody else. Yeah. But what the ACO has done in con- for, for the World Endurance Championship, Automobile Club, to have, have, um, who run them all, basically, have said, all right, we'll warn you if you're exceeding the fuel limit over a lap because they're monitoring it. Right. And you have three laps to come back and bring it out to an average. Right. So they sort of go, okay, lap one, you go, hey, listen, you fucked up, and you get right on top one. So you've got three laps to bring yourself back to an, a, a, a basically a median that shows that you're delivering X. Right. The, what, that, so what you lap. have to do a couple of slow laps, really, to make up for the fast one. Well, not necessarily. Theoretically. Or use more regenerative braking or something. Yep. But it's the same for everybody. But at least they've given them an opportunity to redress the situation True. rather than face a penalty immediately. Yep. Or, you know, ridiculous behaviour that the FIA is imposing. Yep. On Daniel. On Red Bull. Which was incidentally quite, I, I found very interesting, was that I didn't realise but the biggest whinges about that whole thing were actually Mercedes. Um, because when uh, when they got to, when they got told that it was the the um, the appeal was not going to be upheld and that the original um, ruling stands, apparently the uh, lawyer for uh, for Mercedes, a guy named Paul Harris, argued that Red Bull have shown have shown such a flagrant and deliberate disregard for the rules. Is it flagrant? Or flagrant. Flagrant. What's the difference? Well, fragrance smelly and flagrant's nasty. <laughs> anyway, so that's very interesting, I thought. So Daniel basically now is just lost his 18 points uh, for finishing second and sits there back at 10th in the uh, championship with 12 points. 49 behind Nico Rosberg, who's leading. So there you go. Alias Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> well, he is. Mm. I mean, when he's not racing cars, he's doing movies. No. I mean, have a have look at them. They're, they're the same person. I think you're stretching the... Uh, yeah, jokes, a little bit. Jokes, you know, a little jokes. bit. Stretch, Come on, stretch. I mean, look, can you, see the, can you see the way that Leonardo DiCaprio wears that watch? <laughs> He's been the Lewis Hamilton School of Wearing Watches. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton School. Who's losing his hair? He is, definitely. He needs to have a chat with Shane Warne. Go to Advanced Hair Studio. Or the Duke of... The Duke of, in Australia, the Duke of... Oh, you mean the royal that's here? He's a Duke of who? The Duke. The Duke of who? The Duke of Dukeness. No, the, like, he's got the nice wife. That's right, the Duchess. What's is he? The Duke of what? You're from the old country with no love know. of it. Oh, well, that's it. I've got no love of it. I don't know what Duke is. You and your wife. It's just one of the royals over. That's it. <coughs> Speaking of royals, and I just can I just interrupt you for a minute? Yeah. I have um, deceiving viewers... 
for your yes. in of your meal enjoyment of which you shall not be partaking, but we will. We have corned silver side broiled perfectly with some carrots, onion, peppercorns, cloves, a few bay leaves, some sugar and malt vinegar. Gotta have that malt brought, vinegar. Brought to the brought to the brought to the boil ever so gently. I think it's I'm time that simmering. just get, I turned it off and put it on and some carrots in there. Yeah, got the carrots. It's like a desirable, can't it? Yeah, that's fine. And that, that, yeah, that, that latent heat will only yeah. make it more deluxe. So we've just got to remember to put the spuds on. That's right. A yeah. mash. And uh, a kebab lunch. Absolutely got to have the cabbage. Uh, with the uh, with parsley cream sauce. The white finishing sauce. Ooh. There you go. That you make so perfectly from scratch. I know, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and all, has, all that we have to do with this microwave, isn't that brilliant? Fingers to the bone. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> so. So. Uh, uh, g'day. <laughs> g'day. <laughs> Peter Russell. Yeah, Clark. no, no. <laughs> g'day, viewers. Look, I have to say that something I really noticed, Japes, is uh, when I got... It's a nice cap, that farm barker cap. Would Did you, you get like me one? Would you like it? No. I can get another well, one you when I go married. over there. Well, good, you can get me one next time yeah, you go. Yeah, put it on and see what it looks like. You might get one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. Do you like that? Yeah, actually, it's a decent fit, too. It's not one of those stupid ones that sits on the top of your head. Yeah, actually, your head actually fits right into it, which is good. That's quite nice. There's the hero shot that we don't do anymore. <laughs> Uh, we, we, we had to replace Benny. It's the hero shot. But anyway, that was Benny Simonson. Wish him all the best at yes. uh, at uh, Alton Park this weekend for the opening round of British GT Championship. But yeah, going back to um, going back to to Germany, Nathan Morecambe. Yes. Uh, NathanMore.com. That's it. Very clever, good. isn't it? It's very clever. Who thought of that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't want it to be NathanMoreCom.com. No. You got a bit silly. Too too many coms. Has uh, adapted very nicely to driving the number five Porsche um, GT3R. It's a 997. It's the same. It is actually the same vehicle that Christina Nielsen won the championship in last year. The uh, was co-drove with um, initially Alan Simonson. Mm. After Alan's death, of course, it was. Sean Edwards, who got in the car, yep, and then it was followed by with with Nick Tandy, and finally with Gerberg from Poland. <laughs> right, yeah, that bloke whose name you can never remember. But uh, it's a hallowed, no no joke. It's a hallowed seat. He sitteth in. It is because that's and um, how did he sitteth in it? Well, he, he sat in it. He sat in it quite nicely. Good. And um, I have to say, to be fair. He's up against like um, uh, Roland Ach's son Sebastian, the 2012 um, 2012 champion, who's absolutely mega quick off the mark. And uh, I guess his his Formula Three days, are, well, they're there and they're in his character, right. rolling around a corner, keep smooth run the outside line, I guess. Whereas a Porsche. Um, well, basically, these are Le Mans cars. They're, yep. they're way higher spec than Carrera Cup. So you're fast in, hard on the brakes. Yeah, it's a little bit more like a motocross bike. You just yeah. brake and square off and gas yeah. it. But, but you learn that. And it's only slightly yeah, like that. It's just not yeah. like a Ferrari likes to run a lot, run around run 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 the line. Mind you, there are no Ferrari 458s or any Ferraris running ADAC GT Championship. Look, the level of the competition is, is very high. On the left-hand side, we have Heitzel Frentzen. You know, a Mercedes SLS. Right. On the other side, we've got Maxi Boot that had been at uh, almost won the Bachelor's 12 hour mm. and, you know, doing block pain and all sorts of different yep. championships. So it's very, very high end stuff. Mm. Um, and it's, get, it's actually getting coverage viewers this year on Fox oh, on Field. So you'll be able to see um, Nathan do all right. So um, Sebastian, <laughs> who, incidentally, his road car is a Ford Focus RS500. Is that right? Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. Yes, I liked it. Yeah, I bet you did. Did you drive it? No, I didn't. You didn't. I did not. I didn't even go for a ride in it. But right. I was trundling back 
to the racetrack in the morning with uh, um, Daredevil Mario Farnbucker in the front and Nathan <laughs> there as well while I was reading my USA Today because it was the phony piece of English rubbish that I could, I could, I could <laughs> read for a week. And there was a big bang and the two as an RS500 <laughs> hooned past us like, on a stretch of road, uh, which, in, which is in East Germany yeah. and it's flat and windy and there are, well at night time, it's amazing, there are flashing lights everywhere because it's just thousands of big um, uh, wind generation. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've never seen anything like them before. I mean, you see, you see a patch of them, mm. but not this dense. And these things are huge. Gee. They're uh, at least 100 metres high. Yeah. I know that because we climbed up a little tower, an 80 metre tower, at a castle recently and looked out. And um, I was told it was 80 metres high. Right. And it looked a bit lower than the thing. <laughs> so they've got to be at least 100. That's the way I thought of There you go. Very good. Well, I, I, I'll have a chip. Okay, have a chip. But what, do, you, do you want to have a break? Is that it? Are you, are you just just stating towards the... Just state. I, I actually want to go for pee if that's all right. All right. Well, I'll just I'll hold that pause and go and pee. You know, JP, now that you've returned from your uh, liquid loss session, I, <laughs> I don't think I've seen... A, I actually thought the first Formula 1 race I've seen for the year was... Bahrain. Bahrain. Yeah. And it was sort of you know, a very comfortable time of the day for me to look at it in the end of the afternoon. Yeah, it was a comfortable time of the day for you to look at it. <laughs> Not for anyone after <laughs> That's it. That's right. But, um, and uh, initially it looked like it was going to be boring, but it turned out to be mm. a pretty good race. It was a specky race. It was good. It's very, very But that is funny because I, I didn't really see... I didn't see Australia because I was in New Zealand, mm. and I didn't see Malaysia yeah. because I was on the way to Germany. Mm. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know where I was, but I wasn't anywhere where I could see it. Yeah. And then Bahrain was... And you were in Germany and you saw Bahrain. Yeah. Which is good. It was good. So, but, but as a wash-up, a bit of a wash-up, I suppose you could say, from Bahrain, probably one of the biggest bits of news is Stefan Domenicali. Um, Domenicali. Um, Fallen on his sword. He's at the Barrier Fall in 1999. That's right, he has. Yep. And uh, he basically said that... Uh, the growing pressure has made him decide that it's time for a significant change. And as the boss, he takes the responsibility. And so... The boss of uh, Ferrari at Northern America takes over. That's right, Marco Mattiacci. Who, if you go back through his history, yes. it shows that he's come up all through the ranks of some involvement with uh, sales and marketing and Maserati and this and that. And yep. Fucking around with... But anyway, it's interesting that you put someone... To me... That, that's a business management kind of individual that you put in there because he may be, he's a sales and marketing guy and he understands brands, mm. but he's not engineering. No, but he's probably used to getting things done and getting things done within a deadline. And, and, and you know, so, so I would suggest that that would be the pressure that he would be putting the team under. Yeah, and, 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 and that's the message I'm trying to get across is sure. that... Domenicali had was of the same character, but probably a bit more of an engineering sort of base, and kept mm. been going down to that. Whereas, whereas the new guy, what's his name? Mattiacci. Marco Mattiacci. Yeah, as um, forty-two years old, I think, is uh, yep. um, a more a sales and marketing sort of route. Mm. Yeah, and 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 a stronger alignment with brand management. Well, I mean, they're obviously going to be pushing the uh, brand, but, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're languishing at fifth in the constructors' table after the first three races, so well, I guess they've got to be doing something. So, But on the other side of the coin, Christian Horner ah. is very impressed with Dan Ricciardo's start to the season. So, well, that's good. He basically, I've got a little quote from him here. From first practice in Australia, he has been right there driving extremely well, enjoying it, and he's always got a smile on his face, whether did he things write are that? good or bad. Did, did he write that? Or did someone no, else write it? No, it's actually a quote that I've lifted from a but did he write newspaper. That? Did someone else quote it? No, someone's it? quoting him saying it. And he's racing. If anybody had question marks over his ability to move forward through the field, he has demonstrated he is right up there with the best. He's demonstrated he is absolutely top draw. Which is high praise indeed, I think. Coming from somebody like that's right. So, pom pommyism. What draw? 
top drawer. We use yeah. shelves. The top drawer. I mean, the shelf would mean you don't have to open the drawer. True. To get. Oh, now. Um, uh, find my, find my buy, buying manager 2.0. Um, could you uh, just uh, articulate for the viewers the, uh, the, 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 how good the 1959 Penfolds Grange that uh, brought down the uh, New South Wales state government uh, was, and uh, is it worth $3,000? And If not, what would you have chosen? Uh, <clears throat> I personally would have gone the 71 vintage that uh, is probably around still that $3,000 mark, but uh, 59 has had its day, and I'd say uh, Mr Farrell's uh, had his day. Would you think, <laughs> Very good. Would he be having the wine? I mean, what what actually happens to the wine after this point, Japes? Yes. Uh, uh, FWB in two point oh. Uh, what do you think? Would will it be like ICACT? Will it be in 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 you know? Will it be evidence? Will it be? I, 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 I think I think the wine will just be, be long gone. I think it would be yes. iCactus anyway. <laughs> iCactus. So uh, yes. <laughs> well, look, while we've got you here on and this rare it... moment, um, and uh, you're uh, waiting around for one of the more pleasant uh, English meals with um, JP's homemade parsley cream sauce, um, what uh, what uh, what recommendations have you got from the viewers? For the viewers, in terms of buying, see, because I, I particularly like the duck duck goose. I, I'm I'm a bit of a fan of this, the duck duck goose from Barossa Valley. It's, it. I, I don't know why there's an extra duck in it, but maybe you can help us out. But what's what's your pick? What's FWB and two point pick of the month? Pick of the month. Pick of the Easter. Yeah. Hmm. Good question. What do we buy at Easter? What do we buy at Easter? You know. what... You know what you should be buying? Yep. And it's probably very South Australian. Sparkling Shiraz. Mm. Chill it down. Nice big Easter egg. Yep. Chill it down in the fridge. Bacon. Pour the sparkling... Knock the top off the egg. Pour the sparkling Shiraz into the Easter egg. Whoa! Drink it, and then eat it. And eat it. And that's Easter. So it's not just the hangover cures for... Uh, houseboat trips. It's not. No. Of which you have been a recipient there I have, up yes. at uh, Renmark. Right. When you were uh, FWB at one point. Oh, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. It's been upgraded. Yes. There you go. So that's my, de- my devices upgrade automatically. So uh, traditionally over Easter, what, what, what would people eat of an evening or of a, of a luncheon feast? Well, obviously. In Good Friday, many many choose the fish option, so perhaps a good uh, a good rizza. Rizza? Riesling. Oh right, oh, okay. Yes. Some nice delicate like fish. A, like, a, like a pikes perhaps? Could be a pikes. Well it's got a nice fish on the front. Correct. Oh, very good. Correct. <laughs> it's got a mullet. And so it's a mullet, it's isn't a it? It's a western suburbs. Sydney mullet. Oh, really? Okay, so you'll be able to get that at Badgeries Creek on on on, on <laughs> yeah. as you go oh, on your way to Eastern Creek. Yes, <laughs> Sydney Motorsport Park. Oh, oh. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't call it Eastern Creek anymore. And uh, but uh, I, I was asking people about while I was overseas about what is the traditional dish of the country, right? And and in Germany, it's well, Wiener Schnitzel was a little bit of a. A uh, bit of a uh, up in the air because that was more Austrian. They were thinking more of a of a pork hock, right? Um, and some uh, spatzle, which is that sort oh, yeah, of that homemade t- noodle, which is yeah. I quite like it. If you uh, yeah, I don't mind it. Whereas whereas uh, the the Americans are um, with t- turkey or Thanksgiving. The English yeah. would be roast beef and Yorkshire pudding up, and apparently yeah. we're lamingtons. Lamingtons, <laughs> but. Is that appropriate, FWB and 2.0? You know, when Easter comes along, oh, what do you think a good meal should consist of? You know, we know everybody's around the Sunday meal. The weather's pleasant, you know, before hibernation occurs. Is it, is it, is it a chicken? Is it turkey? Is it... What is it? No, no, I usually do turkey. I'd say a nice little pork loin or something with lots of crackle. Yeah, I, I think... Especially, you know, with the weather starting to cool down in the evening and sort of late afternoon, that um, 
something hearty. Mm. So something hearty, hearty. Something hearty. Well, that's interesting. I, I find that uh, quite uh, your uh, dialogue there, but basically quite fluffy. And you didn't really get to anything at all. Look, I'd, I'd have to go with you, Japes. Well, are we going oh. chicken, pork, beef? I think chicken and pork together are a perfect combination. Okay. So yep. Sounds good. Chicken, pork. Yeah. I would think... Uh, Just the old regular stuff. People like it. We, I think we like the good old garlic beans and some Hasselback potatoes. And yeah, so yep. prob- probably wine-wise, maybe a good nice... Gatramina? No, 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 no. Full-bodied Chardonnay, I'd say. Ooh. Oaked. None of this, Oaked. None of this yeah. clean Chardonnay. Well, well, do we have a brand that we would might recommend here? Mm. Or just, you know, anonymously, of course. Because you are uh, under anonymous at this point. That's right. Oh, I guess um, a, a couple of local brands that come to mind. Petaluma Chardonnay, Shoran Smith. Yes. M- M3 Chardonnay. Yes, M3 Chardonnay. That's about forty dollars a bottle. It is. Petaluma's probably around Pretty good. thirty. Nothing to do with BMW. No. I saw an M4. Did you? At Ossersleben. I saw an M4 years ago. Driving out of Heathrow. In fact, I was on it. It was the new M4. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. They only just brought out M4s. <laughs> The M4 motorway, you tosser. <laughs> well, you weren't going very fast then. <laughs> Slow, Johnny. So, uh, thanks, FWVM 2.0. Yeah. Um, excellent. And uh, look, uh, look, uh, don't... Pop back any time. That's right. Just uh, leave a name and we'll send the check. <laughs> we'll send the <a> check. <laughs> and your clothes wrecked. Oh, dear. See, so stupid else? cars were on while I was away. What they were. They were. They were on. Oh, they were Volvo on. won. Yes, Volvo did win. After breaking and, down. In the second race, Merck came second. Who? Erebus. Oh, the Merck, no, Merck won a race as well. Sorry, yes. uh, yeah. Merck won Sorry, a race. Merck won a race, yeah. Volvo have won a race, but they haven't won a championship round race. They only won at the AGP. Yes. And then they had steering issues. They had a couple of dramas there. But yeah, the Mercedes won its race. Quite so. Hmm. Anyway, what's, good. what's the noise? What's the noise? I've never heard anything over here. Well, there's not a lot of noise at all, really. It's just Betty was very happy. Oh, Betty was over the moon. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Should be. Yeah, absolutely right. Unfortunate that it happened to come across the line in the car without any branding on it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good point. But now, hopefully, they'll get some branding. Now, they've actually won something. So, you know, fingers crossed. So, Pukakoi. Not this weekend, weekend after. Weekend after, yeah. So that will unfortunately, well, it'll coincide with our opening round of the ADAC GT Masters Championship at Osserschleben, or back at Osserschleben. So at this stage, I'm booked on a flight on Monday night. This time, luckily, Adelaide, Frankfurt, Adelaide, Dubai, Dubai, Frankfurt. Instead of Frankfurt, London, Heathrow, Dubai, Sydney, Adelaide. Right. So I go twice in the wrong direction yep. at the beginning and end of the trip. Um, although the last one stuffed up because of the outbound disconnection and I went through Hong Kong. Right. Cathay Pacific. And, and let me tell you, I, I, I can't eat congee in the air. Because <laughs> there's all those toothless warriors there. Don't I? I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Toothless warriors. And considering your baggage has just arrived tonight, why <laughs> just, didn't you right. just tell them to send it back? Well, we did, we did say earlier on in the show that we would... We would reveal the saga of the baggage. <laughs> I don't even know why Later I brought on. the bag back. Oh, 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 for your hat. Oh, of course, yeah, thanks. It's a very nice bag. That's a fit spot. Will you be wearing it or will you just put it in No, the, I'll be wearing it. Don't cup. worry, I need a new hat to wear. All my others are getting a bit. Oh, oh, I, that's the only one I've got. Because it's so long since you bought me one. There's always gum tree, you know. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> this is you actually need to be made aware of the fact that Gumtree is actually going to be about seven pages longer than it is currently. This is actually only a sample in a couple of weeks. But I actually have a, a, a canvas dirt diggler bag. Right. But it was used to retain clothing that I didn't need to bring back. Because the oh. bag came back only with about seven kilos. Oh, so you've left stuff over there. Oh, no, I've left most of the stuff over there. Why do I need right. to make it back? Yeah, exactly. I thought, I thought boys, you know, like... At $20, or 20 euros, 
I mean, some of you can get away with it. I thought, what do you think of these new jeans? Have they got gum tree over and... What Europe? do you think of those? They're red. Didn't know Santa Claus was... Uh, <laughs> Santa Claus! Love it! Very good. And the army. And the green. What about those? And the elf. Yeah, the elf. <laughs> Santa Claus and the elf. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for you. <laughs> Well, you can't go over 20 euros, can you, dog? No, 20 euros. What's on Tech Talk? No, Rusty Sausage is... Um, she's been very pleased to see me. They see everybody, in fact. For 15.0. 15.0? Or 15.0, yeah. She's going pretty good. She's she is dancing going well. around the house today. Unbelievable. Now, Johnny, you may not have heard this, but there's, there was a rumour. A rumour that was expunged upon the tentacle network <laughs> going back towards the end of March. Yes. And it finally got to me yesterday via someone else. Right. And it's about a certain team from the US yes. who are well entrenched with Ford and have an ex-V8 supercar driver on board. Oh, yes. Who made oh, yes, no, back. I did hear about that. It was you did hear Marcus about Ambrose. That's right. About possible link up with Penske and. That's it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I've been, I've been yeah. keeping. So, keeping tabs on that. Keeping up. Yep. Yeah, well. So, but it's quite interesting that it was sort of. It was speaking it of. First uh, broke speaking around. Speaking of keeping. Yep. There's some good ones in Germany. Are they? They're very. There's lots of them. Yeah. Oh, the cups overfloweth. <laughs> 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 Chesty Bonds and Sill. Chesty Bonds. There you go. Well. Oh, yeah, there's some. Um, I'll tell you. There's some foofing to be done. Well, there we go. Back to the Germany. Yeah. <laughs> the trains are good. I love the train. You know how oh, I like trains. Oh, there we go. Trains. Yeah. I was on the ICA, which is Intercity Express. Right. Basically bullet trains, you know, like yep. two fifty on it. Yeah. Now, I always test the trains for. You know, it's, it's my task to yep. test them, and I've done this with the TGV or the um, or the Talus um, going up through Belgium. Is getting a beer, right, and putting it somewhere and seeing if it spills, right. I mean, before I drink it. Yeah. The point is, it has to be drunk, but, but it has to be. Has to be tested first to see whether there's any spilling. Very, very good. Yeah, very, very smooth. Yep, yep. Welded rails, no um, fish plates. What? Welded rails, no fish plates. <laughs> it's pretty good. Smooth. Stuff. It's pretty good. Smooth. I mean, yeah. if it all comes, if it all goes bad, it's going to yeah. go bad big time. Right. It'll be like the Korean car carrier. What? <laughs> okay, it's a bit, a bit, a bit current, isn't it? Very, very well, I don't know. And I love trains. And you do. And um, viewers, I, I, if you like trains, I can only suggest that on Instagram, well, you can certainly follow what's going on at Instagram.com forward slash hotlap. But also, check out at I fucking love trains. Great bloke. <laughs> This guy, I don't know where he is. I think he's in Spain, but boy, he knows his yeah. trains. Is he a train specialist? Well, he's, I fucking love trains. That's <laughs> his handle. So uh, I, I, I send some off. So is he, is he a Spaniard or is he a pom living in Spain? I don't know. He's probably a no, retired no. pom. I think his, his, his uh, vocabulary indicates that he would not be a true Pakiha. Right. But he's a good guy. He's good. We love him. We like I fucking love trains right. on Instagram, which would mean he'd be Instagram.com forward slash I fucking love trains. It's a lot to put in, isn't it? especially if you're on your mobile. Well, you it's quite fun to see. You don't look at Instagram on the mobile. That looks like it's yelling its head off. It's not yelling its head off. I already turned it down twice. I turned it down twice. There's no water over there. It's minimum water. There's minimum protection. There's plenty of water there. Only potatoes. Only taters, mate. So, do you know Silverstone Auctions just had auctions? Auctions, yes. 
It's not August, it's August. Mm. It's not auction, it's auction. Auction. Don't be listening to bloody what's his name on the morning show. Yeah, go on. They have meat testing. Silverstone Auctions has just had an auction in a practical classics restoration show which was all barn finds. All these cars have been found in barns. And there was a 1939 Lagonda V12 Hooper two-door saloon. Nice. And it sold for an undisclosed six-figure sum. Then there was also, this is quite funny, a Duncan Donut Special. <laughs> a Faisal Vega. Not only was it a Faisal Vega, off your Faisal Vega, but it was a right hooker. Really? Yeah, a right you hooker Faisal Vega. And a 1969 Aston DBS Vantage, which sold for £51,175. And a 1970 Aston Martin DBS V8 Series 1, which sold for £49,450. But this is the bit that you'll love. And it's just a shame that you've lost that person who used to share this house with you. Because the most unlikely of the barn finds was a 1969 Morris Milk Float, which featured in the opening shots of the 1980s soap opera EastEnders, which went for 2,300 quid. There you go. Interesting. So, anyway, right. keep your eye on the barn finds. Well, for those of you who are avid listeners, or, or followers of, of Radio Hot Lap. There, there was the, yeah, the final one, boy. <coughs> oh, I reckon you're well, that way. crazy with the bloody mustard as usual. Oh. You are in that case with the mustard. <laughs> We're just trying out the um, corn silver side viewers. Mm. Oh. Um, oh, it hasn't been. Very tender. It's tender. Mm. It hasn't been, it's not been sighted. Unsighted. Unsighted? Mm. Then I'm sorry because of the food Ah, well, there you go. But it's a small price to pay on my behalf to be eradicated from wretched individuals. Well, there you go. Who will come back sponging off you until <laughs> the end of, end of time. Now, as a brilliant segue Mummy between boy. cars... That's my one <laughs> What is that? That's a brilliant segue. What's your one point nine? Your one point nine. Ah. Have another, have another piece of meat. As a brilliant segue between cars and tech. Are you sure those potatoes are okay? I'm dead fine. You feel that a little bit more if it, if it makes you happy, Johnny. I think we need to move into casserole. Ah. But I mean, it's, it's only fair that as the, as the season changes, that we, we, we move around from farming. Yeah, well, we can get into, we can get into casserole. But because we have made a, a, like a, a little bit more of a, I'd say, a foray into finer dining, and none can be better than a chicken in the old... Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Very good. Straight from Germany. I brought that back in the bag. Amazing yep. it didn't get broken. It is. Incredible. I mean, and I know you, but look carefully. Sarah Potter was still a bit of the chicken the from the other night. Like, said, are you bringing any food? I know that. Who knows? I don't know why. I have to take it back. You've got to take it back again. I'll just take it back. They said bring it back. Yeah. I just sort of just want to go and cook it. Well, there you go. Rum and so, as I was saying, before I was so rudely interrupted, as a beautiful segue from cars into tech. Ah, well, we get on with it. Ferrari has become the first car manufacturer to offer Apple CarPlay oh. as an option. <laughs> this is a month old. This is a month old. It's not a month old. It is. It 
did this a month ago. We did it on the last show. Now, we talked about CarPlay, but we didn't say that there was a manufacturer who was offering it as an option on a new car. And Ferrari is finally doing no, that. but it was Mercedes and Volvo. Yeah, and Ferrari were all involved with it. But oh, none of them were actually right. offering oh, it as an I see. Option. So, it's now so you can walk it. into a Ferrari showroom. They were demonstrating it, but now you can actually That's order right. it. And so now you can go and order a Ferrari FF and say, I want CarPlay in it, please. Cool, me fuck, mate. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, DDG. Special screen, all the business, matching the iPhone. Well, interesting you should say that because not only have Ferrari decided that they're going to do that, but third parties have come out in the last few days because there's been a bit of a... I looked at the developer um, in notes associated with that and it was all a little bit sketchy, but Pioneer yes. and Clarion... Yes. And Alpine right. have come out in the last few days saying that we are providing a third-party solution. Oh, good. But basically, for those who have existing high-end DVD player systems, like from Pioneer within yeah. a car, that there is a firmware upgrade which will allow air, uh, CarPlay functionality. Right. So, okay. something you didn't know. That's very See, good. If you pay attention here yeah. at Radio Hot Rod, that's it. You might Excellent. learn something. Now... Office 365. Yes, excellent. I love it. Love it? I Have love it. on the iPad already? I don't need it on the iPad. Right. Because everything on the iPad is free. But if I had an Office 365 subscription, then right. I'd be able to edit my documentation in there. That's right. But personally, I don't require that. Yep. Because I'm quite happy with my iWork suite. Right. Oh, that's fine. But for those... For those who aren't happy with their iWork suite or are constantly by, um, dealing with PC-based Word documents and Excel documents and everything else, the Office 365 is a good deal. But the question remains, do you buy the $119 a year home subscription oh, or oh, yes. do you go for Office 365 personal? And save some money. Even more mysterious than the previous edition. So I'm going to turn this on. I'm going to tell you what the difference is, viewers. The difference is the $119 a year home subscription gives you a license to put it on five devices: PC, Mac, whatever, iPad. Da, 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 da. So to summarise, though, functionally wise. Yep. The arrival of the free download version of the equivalent of Excel, Word and PowerPoint from Microsoft as native applications, which yes. are fully On the iPad. On the iPad, allow free. you, free of charge, put it on there and to view documents. But you can't format. edit. You can't edit or create. Cre but if you right. have an exactly. Office 365 uh, subscription, you have like the two-way yes. two street. That's right. That's it. Quite correct. That's right. And which is so it's obviously uh, it was a very heavily downloaded application. It was. Which, um, which I think it, you know in some ways I think it's actually good to hear that because I don't like to hear there's been nothing good coming out of Microsoft. Oh, no. I think this is great to hear that for not for a change. But maybe they hit the nail on the head. They've got rid of knucklehead. Yes. Without knucklehead. <laughs> Mr. Developers, Mr. Developers. That sounds good. And at the same time, in the same space, we've got um, Adobe releasing Lightroom for the iPad, yes. which is free, again, to, to download. And if you have a creative suite, creative cloud subscription yes. like I have, I haven't downloaded it yet, because I, you, you can have sort of, you know, Working across those. Yeah, you can. But across I'm not, I don't know. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm not the person that would be necessarily using that sort of stuff. I'm not shooting enough stuff yeah, in real time need that needs to get it out. Yeah. I'm quite happy to, to just shoot with my 5S, which is what I did with everything while I was away. Exclusively. And, and just Instagram it out. Yep. Because that was all it needed to be. Sure. Excuse me for that compliment. So, if you want to save money, viewers, with your Office 365, get the personal subscription, which is only $89 a year, and you can only put it on one device and one iPad. 
Yeah. But for most people, that's fine. That's all you need. Now, Dropbox. <laughs> yeah, Dropbox go. It's going to open an office in Sydney. Oh, really? They're actually advertising. You can go to their website and there's about five Advertising for what? Jobs. Five jobs listed. Yeah. Well, is there anything for me? Yeah, probably. What go, is it? Go to Dropbox. What do I need to do? Well, there's all sorts of things. <laughs> there, was a, there was even a link in this article that, that went what to I the really job advertisements. I really want I don't know. But anyway, that's a good thing. But they're, but they're absolutely impressed, JP. I'm just, I'm having a look. JP has really done thorough notes. Notes. And did you top all that up? Of course. Well, look at that. Like, I think it's only time to move on. Thing. Get on. Two. Well, we've had tech time. Dinner time talk. Dinner time talk with an unusual twist. DTT. Because viewers, earlier on today, Hardy SMSed me to tell me that we were having corned beef tonight. And I said, you can't call it corned beef, it's got to be called corned silverside. Fray Bentos is corned beef. Now, for those of you who don't know, Fray Bentos is I'm a, quite pommy afraid. Brand, a pommy brand of canned beef. I've seen it. It basically comes in a sort of a, a pie-shaped tin. Ah, now that's the fry of fry bentos pies. The <laughs> corned beef used to come. Revisit at one point and try it. Have you ever had camp pie? <laughs> Probably have, but I just. Well, it's in, that's in a funny-shaped square tin, which is what fry bentos used to come in. But fry bentos, so like slightly blue, blue and white, slightly edged sides. Yeah, and that's metal tin. That's the tins of the of the fry oh, bentos oh. pies, which are still being produced. Now, is it any good? I've had it well, once. It is the name that knocks me out. It's yeah, but see, the thing is, Fray Bentos is actually a town on the banks of the Uruguay River in South America, and it was originally is owned that in Uruguay. Yes, it was originally owned by Liebig's Extract of Meat Com- Company, otherwise known as Lemco, right? And so this was founded back in the nineteenth century. And he partnered with a Belgian engineer called George Gieber. And they used the South American cattle in Uruguay to make stock cubes. That explains... I had one of those... I had a sandwich with him at Spa. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And I said, what's in that? And he goes, I'm afraid to tell you. Well, there you go. Because the reason was that the European cattle were too expensive to put in tins. But the Uruguayan cattle were actually being bred for leather. It worked squashed down like Tony, Tony so Quinn does. When he was making his stock cubes, he decided that they would actually start canning the meat and sending it over to Pommyland. And then subsequently, it's become all these pies and everything else. Well, JP, However, there's a motorsport tie-up here with someone that we know really well. <laughs> oh, no. You're not going to believe this? <laughs> OK. Lemco... Because he was in the stock cubes. <laughs> oh no, I know where we go. The original, original. Yes! The original Oxo stock cube. <laughs> and you know, the Poms used 2 million Oxo cubes a day in their kitchens. <laughs> and 25 years ago, 25 years ago, Andrew Madiki bought the Stone Brothers, Ross and Jimmy, dragged them over from New Zealand, and said, boys, Fix this Ford Sierra for me. And he let the, he let the Baptist 1000 only to fall, uh, 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 fall foul of his co-driver, who was Jean-Marc Bouillon. Bouillon. That's it. Bouillon base. <laughs> With stock cubes. <laughs> anyway, he ended up 17th in the Bathurst that year. Uh, mind you, he qualified 5th, I have to say. <laughs> I can't tell you. When he was... And I just looked at a house... <laughs> A big Port Macquarie that's yeah. five doors down from him. Is that right? Oh, right. I'm viewers, I'm not moving, but I'm just looking at houses. So there you go. So we've gone from what we're having for dinner <laughs> to Andrew McGee, Mediki and the Oxo Ford Sierra. <laughs> you can't be serious. Yes. <laughs> the Oxo job. Oxo. <laughs> so there we go. And on that note... Get on with that. You should probably... Uh, Get on with that. <laughs> Mash them spuds. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> you can't be serious. <laughs>
anything else, viewers? No, anything that's else? it. Oh, that's it. All right, I'll see you later. Bye. All right, come on, viewers.